Welcome to The Daring Visionary, a podcast of the visionaries who dare to dive deep into the world of their visions and bravely bring them to life. I'm your host, Chloe Bennett, visionary coach, intuitive, word alchemist, and conduit for delicious design. I've guided my clients to take their visions from idea to ideation with more ease, integrity, simplicity, and trust. And now it's time for me to invite you a layer deeper into my world. If cultivating a deeper connection to your vision and discovering how to bring it to life with more ease and success, all while maintaining vibrancy, clarity, and confidence in your life and business sounds just as delicious to you as it does to me, you're in the right place. Let's dive in to today's episode. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Daring Visionary podcast. In today's episode, I am going to share with you the five lessons that I was gifted through my experiences with burnout, and I'm going to share those lessons with you so you hopefully don't have to learn them yourself the hard way. Now, I have narrowed it down to five things that I have learned through my experience with burnout. I've I've learned many things, but I've narrowed it down to these five because these five are things that I see and identify in my everyday life and visionary process as being so helpful, so transformational. And I was reminded of it today. So a little context. Today I woke up ready for the day and I did some work this morning and then I had a hair appointment. Now I got ready. I had all of my things. I had my smoothie, my water bottle, my bag, and I walked out the door And the door locked behind me and it was almost instantaneous in hearing the door crack close behind me and lock that I realized I had left my keys inside, not just my car keys, also the house keys. And our house is like Fort Knox. So I realized in that moment, I'm not getting back in there. And I'm also not getting to my car that was meant to transport me to my hair appointment. Now, what got me wasn't exactly this. It was what happened after. So in the past, I can absolutely guarantee you that I would have freaked out. I may have cried. I may have become extremely anxious and very wound up in response to locking my keys inside and not having access to my car or anything. Yet the way that I responded, it didn't surprise me. However, it really stood out and it was almost as if it was illuminated as something to recognize myself for. And I simply responded in a way of, okay, that that's what I've done. It's not ideal. What can I do now? I've got a hair appointment. I need to get there. How can I get there and get there in a way that allows me to maintain my sense of calm and let the day go on? So I ordered myself an Uber. He came in under three minutes and got me to my hair appointment on time. He was also a lovely man. And we had a great chat and laugh about the fact that I'd left my keys inside not only left them in there, I'd locked them in there. And what was also unfortunate was Shani was, well, is in Brisbane um, about an hour away until late tonight. So (laughs) 
it was it was a funny moment, but my response it really said a lot. And I believe that my response to today's happenings and things that continued to happen throughout the day, it really is a testament to the lessons that I've learned through burnout. Now, the first gift that I'm going to share with you is the gift of surrender. I have become quite the artiste in the art of surrender. It's something that It is not something you can put in a one, two, three step process because that defeats the whole purpose of surrender. It's like the reel or the TikTok that goes around about Virgos and Shani and I often joke about it of, you know, I can go with the flow, but what time does the flow start? What time does the flow end? What's happening in the flow? You know, you can't define surrender. You can't create a tick list for how to surrender. To surrender is simply to surrender. A great support that I found um, while nailing the art of surrender was a book by Michael Singer called The Surrender Experiment. And I think that he delivers it and explains it in a phenomenal way. Um, He delivers it through story, which we know as humans We connect through story, we learn through story, and we understand things and embody things a lot easier through story. So if you're someone who is like, I would love to be able to surrender more, I really encourage you and invite you to read that book. Um, Also buy the book, whether it's audio or physical format, either way. And I say that because this is a book that I've come back to time and time again. I've read it more than once. I've probably read it four or five times. And The reason being is any time where I am feeling like I'm clinging, where I need to release, where I need to surrender, it is a really supportive tool for me to anchor into. And in reading the book, it reminds me the ways in which in every moment that I can surrender. Some of the ways that I have developed my way of surrender, so to speak, is in moments like this morning. So When that happened, I, instead of jumping to freak out mode, which I would have done previously, and I think it's a testament to a lot of the work that I've done on my nervous system in healing my nervous system, but in me being able to, when this happened, to stop and go, okay, what do I need right now? What is actually important in this moment? Do I absolutely undyingly need my keys? And the answer to that was no, because there was other solutions. So, okay, I could surrender to the fact I didn't need my keys. What I did need though, was a solution. So then I sat with myself and thought, okay, what do I need? I need to get to my hair appointment that I have booked that I refuse to miss. How am I going to get there? I'm going to get there by calling an Uber. I even had to download the Uber app because God, the last time I have caught an Uber or I've like booked an Uber, it's been a very long time. So it, you know, it could have been a really annoying process, but I wasn't because I think the biggest thing when it comes to surrender is your ability to pause, your ability not to rush forward and to force. If you can even simply begin to integrate and embody the art of pause in your life and in your process, 
like that in itself will be so helpful for you when it comes to being able to surrender. The second gift was, it also speaks to a little bit of what happened today, actually, is the gift of adaptability. Now, I used to be someone who was very much not allergic to change. I was someone who in a way feared change, but not from a logical standpoint. I feared change on a base level, on a day-to-day level, because it was my security blanket. The things that remained the same, the things that didn't change, they were my security blanket. And if anything had to change, it felt like my security blanket was being ripped from me. However, what I learned through burnout is that you need to adapt. There are a lot, a lot of times where you need to adapt. Take my previous couple of weeks, for example. There were multiple days where I was, you know, the day was a write-off in the sense that I had a migraine. I had to lie in the dark all day and just sleep it off. Those days I had to adapt I've got clients I need to show up for. I've got work that needs to be completed. And the reality is I've also got a body and a vessel that needs to be tended to and cared for. And I can't show up for the visions of others until I show up for my own vessel and the visions of myself. So being able to be adaptable is something that is so incredibly important when it comes to the visionary process and bringing our visions to life, especially in the moments where our visions change their mind, because I guarantee you there will be moments where your vision changes its mind and it's up to you to listen to it and honor that. So the gift of adaptability, how can you be more adaptable in your life? How may you already be phenomenal at adapting? Like, I think it's also important to honor that as much as I can sit here and say, let's embody more surrender. Let's embody more adaptability. Let's also celebrate and honor where you're already really good at those things. Because something that I find really powerful as a visionary in building self-belief and building confidence is finding evidence where you've done things before, finding evidence where you've created success and whether that be macro success, micro success, as long as it's a success, that's your definition of success. That's all that matters. So don't forget to celebrate these little wins as well. The next gift, the third gift is the gift of open mindedness with burnout, you cannot have a closed mind. I think burnout reframes so many things in life that it's, it's insane. I definitely experiencing burnout for the first time. I would never have said that it would be one thing that would teach me so much. However, burnout has gifted me open-mindedness in the sense that being open-minded to what my needs might be from one moment to the next, being open-minded to the judgments or the perceptions that I may experience from others and being open-minded to the fact that 
they, they simply care. This is their version of love. This is their version of caring. It's also being open-minded to the different health professionals that I come in contact with and how they may support me and being open to the different ways that I can heal myself, being open to the fact that it's not a really quick fix, being open to the fact that it is likely going to take a lot in some aspects and not a lot in others. So being open-minded, I think also what comes with that and interchangeably works with that is the gift of patience, which is the next gift. And these exist in my world almost simultaneously. The gift of patience is something that I am so grateful to have received. I am so, so grateful, so grateful because I never used to be as patient as I am now. And to give you context of how patient I am, and this is an example of our relationship, my relationship with Shani is we, in our early days of our relationship, we built about five Ikea flat packs together, including a wardrobe and we did it well. The wardrobe, there was a couple of little challenges when, you know, there was a couple of little hiccups, not in our, our ability to build the flat packs, not in anything like that. It was just the flat packs themselves. It's like, really, is is that how you're going to design this? Maybe that was just my projectiveness being like, there's a better way to do this. But that's a prime example of, I was very patient back in the day. I would have flipped it at the first Ikea flat pack. But the gift of patience is something that I'm so grateful for because it also allows me to show up better for my clients. It allows me to show up better in my relationships. It allows me to show up better in life. Like I think about it, even in the sense of when you're waiting in line for something and you're that person who's just calmly sitting there waiting and you then hear someone rage because it's taking too long or they toot their horn or they huff and puff and yell, oh, for God's sake, come on. I'm often the one, well, always the one that's standing there and just grateful that I feel like I'm in a space where I can embody patience and I can be patient with the world around me and I can be patient with the humans around me and the visions. And if we think about the gift of patience when it comes to our visions and bringing our visions to life, it is really powerful because our visions work on their own timeline. That's something that I think we really, really need to acknowledge is that our visions have their own timeline. Of course, we have our own for the vision, but the timeline that we need to work on is the timeline of the vision, because I can guarantee you it, it will not be forced and whipped and chained into coming to life on your timeline. So that is the gift of patience. The First, sorry, the fifth gift is the gift of non-attachment. The gift of non-attachment. Now, this, I find these all actually interweave together really well, but the gift of non-attachment, I found it showing up for me through my process of burnout of not being attached to the outcome more than anything. So releasing my attachment to the outcome, releasing the attachment to the ways that things should be, should look, should play out, and instead 
being open-minded to the way that it wanted to come through, the way that it wanted to manifest. And I found that being practicing non-attachment in so much of what I did and so much of what I continue to do and the way that I continue to show up, it also gives me so much of my capacity back. I spend less energy when I'm in a space of non-attachment because I'm not using excess energy to try and force something into being that's just not going to happen. So if you're someone who really struggles with your energy and struggles with your enthusiasm towards your visions, maybe think about where are you being constrictive? Where are you holding on like a little bit too tight? And how can you practice non-attachment? Where you, where can you release some pressure? Where can you release some of your hold around the vision or around anything in your life? So Those right there are the five lessons that I have learned through burnout. So you don't have to. Now, while they might sound like really amazing and light lessons to have learned, these lessons, while they sound phenomenal, they were probably the hardest ones to learn out of it all. And there are others that come to mind, like the gift of self-trust. However, that I feel like came in other experiences and it more so just deepened itself through my experience of burnout. But I think burnout as visionaries is far too common. And I believe that when we embody these gifts of non-attachment, of patience, of open-mindedness, of adaptability and surrender, we are able to avoid things like burnout because we are able to show up and embody and enact from a place of integrity with ourselves, from the integrity of our vision. And it's really important. We are brought up in a world that quite often tells us that there's one way to do something. I mean, think about, you know, when we go to school and we do a test, we're taught that there's one answer and only one answer. And then we get into life and there's so many different solutions for things. There's so many different ways to do things. So I invite you to sit with and explore how these gifts might already be present within your own life and then maybe how you can embody them that little bit more into your each and every day. And I want to remind you that these aren't things that need to be big These are the things that are the most supportive and the most transformational when we do it on a micro level. Like I often say, it's what happens in the micro moments of nothingness that make the most impact. It is those things that compound over time that when we get down the line, like I am now, that we are so thankful for. It's in the micro moments of nothingness where we choose ourselves and we choose to embody these gifts of surrender, adaptability, patience, non-attachment and open-mindedness that we get to sink deeper into the magic of our vision and therefore deeper into the magic of our life. And I think that sounds pretty magic, don't you? I'm going to trust that you also nodded your head and said yes. I am going to leave that episode here. I absolutely trust that this served you in some way, shape or form. And if you have any questions on any of these gifts, please reach out to me. You can reach out over on Instagram at chloebennett.co. 
And I would love, I would love to hear from you in anything that you have learned if you've experienced burnout, because I think burnout can teach us so much. And while I certainly don't want everyone to experience it, I know those that have, you come out of it and learn to live in a very different way, um, in a way that I think is more grounded, more present and yeah, just more delish than before. So sending lots of love to you all. Thank you for being here. And I'll be back in your ears very soon with another episode.